Hey everybody, here it is. This is the last episode of Podcast of the Galactic Heroes as it stands now. Um, and uh, I'm really sorry that I made everyone in on such a fucking stinker. I mean, I'm, you did this on purpose. Yeah. You had oh the choice shit, of pixels. my bad. Yeah, I did originally say pixels and then I was like, no, the pixels is too kind. And then I think I, think I pendulum too hard the other way. <laughs> Maybe overdid it, you know. This little, is one of the worst little. things I've ever seen. Yeah. Yeah. Uh huh. It's it's unbelievable. Um, we watched Dumb and Dumber when Harry met Lloyd. Um, this is Dumb and Dumber Two, not to be confused with Dumb and Dumber Two, which is a different movie that came out later that You're a lot of people wrong. I think conflate this with. Yeah. Um. How do I start about this movie? This movie is uh, one of the worst movies I've ever seen. Uh, my memories of watching it were I was 13 years old, uh, going to a film with my best friend at the time. We were very excited because as we were, you know, 13 or so, that was about the cusp of the age where we could, you know, go be in a theater by ourselves and not have to have parents around. So we wow. watched Dumb and Dumber. Um, and within the first 20 minutes of it starting up, People were just throwing shit in the theater, like throwing food at each other. Like they could not, they could not keep it together for a, even half an hour. This movie is so abysmal. There's nothing going on. Absolutely awful. Um, this is a movie that is a projected prequel, you know, a prequel, quote unquote, to uh, Dumb and Dumber, which is a film that's like kind of a, you know, it's a comedy. It's all right. It was it's a 90s comedy rough. staple, but like it was also not really something you could do much of a follow up to. And yet no. they, tried. they tried twice. Yep. Also, know, wasn't there a TV show at some point? I know like going into this that I had seen the movie Dumb and Dumber, but it must have been a good 20 years ago. And I do not remember a damn thing about it and rewatching or watching this sequel, prequel, whatever the fuck it is. Uh, made me wonder like why I ever watched the first one because this one is really it's bad. Really, they give it's really, really bad. They give you an idea like I sat down and like within the first three minutes I'm like okay this one's going on another monitor where I grind out fates in Final Fantasy 14. Like that's how much attention <laughs> I was giving this movie. Yeah, and it's about the perfect amount of attention. Yeah. So. Um, I watched it twice, once with a group, uh, and then um, once by myself earlier today where I took notes, which. By the way, for today's notes, uh, I'm going to break them up by five-minute segments because I really want you to get a feel for the pacing of this film and how there is such an unmitigated void towards the end, including three montages in the span of roughly ten minutes. Yeah, <laughs> it's, 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 like, like, it's just felt? such a sucking void of anything. There's no plot to this movie. There's they no characters. Like they needed to wrap it like, up quickly, but it's only like an 80-minute movie, so like I don't know where the fucking hurry was. Right. So we watched yeah. it uh, together as usual, and uh, afterwards, I was blasted. I I was destroyed by this. How many hours was I just on the couch doing nothing after this film? Was it <laughs> like three? Four, three or four, honestly. <laughs> I like... literally could not do anything after this movie. I was just so thoroughly mentally drained by the experience. I just lay on the couch until it's, we had to go to bed, essentially. It's funny watching, like, the projection of the four movies. I mean, obviously, we're going to talk about at the end which one was the worst and everything, but, like, all the movies so far have had something, like, particularly bad about them in their own special style. Like, Ready Player One is just a vapid waste of money and commercialism, and, like, 
funny people is supposed to be like some sort of, you know, philosophical commentary that falls completely short. It, this it one, just ends up being totally masturbatory and going nowhere. Yeah, yeah. This one is like the ultimate lowbrow humor compilation video. Yes. It's like they went in with everything they had that they thought that like a stupid 12 year old boy would like. And this is watching a bad Vine compilation. Yes. Yeah. The, even, um, even Bride Wars had the fact that it's such a strange film that came out at the writer's strike. And you're like, how did this get made into theaters? It's, it's such a weird else. experience. Yeah, this well, uh, this film is, it, to me, like, particularly, it just, watching this is like, I know at one point in my life I probably would have liked this, but I was like 10 maybe. And that just makes me very sad. Yeah. But it also in a way thing, makes me happy that I, I've I grown can, as a I person. Can say, I can say definitively, 13 years old, it was beneath me. <laughs> so, <laughs> and I was pretty dumb. So, Oh, yeah. I guess it right. should also be stated real quick. Uh, this movie is very racist, homophobic. Um, yeah. Yes. Yep. yes. Big, big, against disabled big people. warnings on that. Yep. Yeah. 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 A lot of ableism. A lot of, yeah, just racism, particularly like a- a- anti-Asian hate. Like it... Woof, woof. It would not fly yeah. today is what we're saying, so sorry about that. No, no, yeah. Apologies in advance as a heads up. This We will discuss that. We will keep it fairly short because there's not too much to say other than don't fucking do that. <laughs> yeah, that's really racist. Don't fucking do that. So we'll try not to dwell on it too much. But um, as a heads up, that is unfortunately part of the film. Um, so let's get started with this shit show. Uh, all right, so intro is a baby being born from the perspective of baby coming out of womb. It looks like shit. Uh, the doctor, uh, the baby starts coming out. The doctor goes to grab him and pull him out, and then the baby retracts back into the womb and like fights the doctor and bites him. Um, I think this is supposed to be an establishing thing because the intro of your film generally should be used to establish important traits, and this is the literal first shot of your goddamn movie. Uh, and this has nothing to do with anything. This has no, no relevance to the core, co- core conflict of the film or the film whatsoever. The doctor is also very eager to get inside this lady. He's like putting his whole hand in there trying to pull the baby out, and yeah, great. So he's trying to stuff a turkey. Yeah. <laughs> it's <outrageous>. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so, uh, then we cut to Harry, years the later. blonde one. Yeah, like, years later. Uh, the police have come out to save his imaginary friend, and they responded to the call from a child claiming someone was trapped in a well. Uh, the police talk to his mom and are like, we can't keep doing this, uh, but it's okay, he's got an overactive imagination, he'll grow out of it. And then it cuts to ten years later, which means he's 18, I suppose? It's supposedly... I think he's actually like 16, 17. I feel like they got the eight and the The 10 movie wrong. forgot its times, basically. It's I, all I, had God. Look, yeah. I had to oh, look it oh, up. I will bring this up. Yeah, I will bring this up when it comes up, but this movie has no concept of who the characters are or what they are. It's also like it's hard, hard to tell the actors' ages because the actors are like 30-something. Yes. I think that's the yeah. joke, though. It's really weird because they are so over the age. Like, normally you hire 20-year-olds for your teenagers. That's just normal in film land and probably better than hiring teenagers. But this is like if Adam Sandler was a teenager in this yeah, film. Yeah, <laughs> it's really, really obvious that they're in their 30s. And I kept feeling like, is that is that the joke? Is that a joke? Purpose? Is, is that, am I supposed to laugh at that? I, I don't know. Yeah. So we cut to 10 years later. He's still looking for his imaginary friend. Uh, mom comes out of the house, says, no, you're done with homeschool. Time to go to regular school. And he's like, oh, I don't want to. Then she gives him a pirate map and says, oh, here it goes to treasure. Follow your steps carefully. And he's off, which 
again, get ready for this film to vacillate wildly between the characters being uh, very stupid, like sophomores in high school down to being very stupid preschoolers i mean it's yeah, kind yeah, of yeah. immediately obvious this guy has some sort of like learning disabled disability or something like this yeah. person like harry and lloyd should not be out by themselves like they are not of sound mind to do this sort of stuff and yeah it just kind of blatantly disregards any of these people's needs but that's yeah. the core comedy of the film so yeah. that, that's the whole film yes yeah yeah so uh, then we cut, he starts heading off. We cut to uh, Lloyd, who is the uh, Jim Carrey stand-in, and woof. Yeah, I guess cannot. we should mention that there's like, you know, it's people aping younger versions of Jim Carrey and, was it Jeff Bridges? I, I don't know. No idea. Who oh, is God. the other one? I'm spacing, I'm spacing, I'm spacing. Oh, God. <laughs> We do oh, a lot yeah. of research help, help, on this help, help, podcast, help. and uh, as you can yeah, see, I do, hey, I do research about the movie. It's not my fault. Uh, Jeff Daniels, yeah, Jeff Daniels. Jeff, Daniels. Um, Jeff Bridges. Yeah, it's, I'm like, <laughs> that's why I was about? like, that's. I know Jeff Bridges is right. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, we cut to Lloyd. Lloyd is being introduced to his dad, who's the school janitor. They live at the school. This is never explained. It is just taken as a thing you are supposed to accept in just universe. Just so you can do the funny janitor, janitor jokes. Yeah. Uh, we then cut to a musical intro uh, with opening credits. Uh, it uses the song Ice Ice Baby, which was 13 years old when this film came out. This film um, came out in the mid-2000s. That just fucks with my brain. Well, that's the thing. Uh-huh. The soundtrack is so 90s. I mean, like... A lot of the songs here are actually pretty good, but they're all, like, 90s songs. It feels like it's trying to ape the first movie, and its and soundtrack is so is strange. The film is supposed, supposed to take to place in, in 85 or 86, yeah. So, yeah. 86. so Ice yep. Ice Baby didn't exist in yeah. the set time. Uh, they used almost exclusively music that did not exist at the time of the film, uh, or the, what in the film should have yep. taken place. And um, the other thing that I think that's important to note is... Uh, the way they use the music, if they had done it in the 90s, like early 90s, mid 90s, would have been acceptable. Um, but in 2003, they're cliches and they're yep. very yes. played out cliches oh, God, yes. and they will do this a lot. So uh, pretty agonizing. Um, they do that in the intro is uh, Lloyd being very stupid, doing things like taking a chemical shower and putting a bunch of napkins on himself and going to an industrial fan that the school has i guess and blowing everything off of him yeah yeah and so this is kind of the idea of what we're going for here it's stupid but not in the way of like people who are kind of dumb and funny you know like i hey i know that (laughs) hey i'm familiar with that concept uh and it's just like People doing wacky, trying too hard to be random it's stuff. It's a bunch in a of way half-formed ideas that they then just put yeah. to film. Yeah. Um, so then uh, the dad takes a photo of him when he's all you know dressed up. Legit cool dad. Uh, I really... Uh, yeah, the janitor's of, fine. Yeah. yeah. It's Luis one Guzman. The, he's just being a yep. dad. That's it. Yep. Luis Guzman is, is one of the saving graces of this film. Um, so... Uh, then they have Lloyd run off late to school. This, by the way, is the first laugh of the film that Which it got for me. More, more of a conceptual laugh than anything else was having Lloyd run off late to school and having, again, Luis Guzman just dis- le- deliver the line of like, but wait, we're at school. No, no, we're at school as he runs out the door to catch the bus from school. And I was like, 
that's a pretty good setup for a dumb guy bit. Um, they didn't do a great job of it, which is why it only kind of got like a, huh, that's a Yeah, this did not get a laugh of me because as he runs out of the school, one of the kids that are on their way to school says, hey, school is behind you. Thus saying yes. what the mm-hmm. joke is and yes. making it not funny. Yeah, yeah. And that's the thing is I got the chuckle out of it during the setup before the film ruined it. And I'm still <laughs> oh, going to count that. <laughs> like that's still, that's that the still bar. did make me laugh for a second. Yeah, exactly. That's the bar we're shooting for is it got me to go, huh. Before then, they ruined the joke. Like, there was a period of joy in my life. (laughs) For a second there, you forgot you were watching Dumb and Dumber. (laughs) And that's the five-minute mark. So let's continue. Uh, Harry uh, cannot maintain an apple and a map at the same time. He's walking to school, and he's got an apple in one hand, a map in the other. And he goes, oh, I can't handle both of these. It's too much, which this is the introduction of the core problem of, are they, like, high school sophomores that are a little dumb, like a little silly, or are they like preschoolers who cannot function? Do not have objects or permanence. I mean, we'll yeah. get into it, but they're far too fucking horny to be like anything other than teenagers. Like this film is yeah. just aggressively, grossly horny at all times. Is this what you wanted? Yes. So uh, Harry decides to throw the apple. Um, it lands right next to a dog with a very big chain. It is a cartoon dog that chases a cat. That kind of situation. <laughs> We're doing some dog chain comedy here. Yeah, the chain is way too long. Um, both characters are now sprinting. Uh, and because Har- uh, Harry is can't maintain the apple and Lloyd is trying to get to the bus. Uh, they slam into each other. They do a very generic romantic music thing. And like, oh, look at this. Um in this exchange, is, it's uh, extremely Floyd anime. They come tooth. around the corner and hit each other in the face. It's yeah, very dumb. And yeah, uh, so Lloyd chips his tooth, and Harry just like has a, a bite mark on his head and the piece of the tooth that he then throws in the street. Um, th- I want to note here: there's a uh, fake chip tooth in this, and normally, like Hollywood prosthetics and stuff, and like CG do like a pretty good job with you know removing body parts or like doing some kind of prosthetic they for it. They took a sharpie uh, to his tooth. Yeah, here. <laughs> they it's took like a shiny. sharpie to his tooth. Yeah, like you can literally see reflections of light off of it. It's um, so bad. There's they times where there's close-ups of it. They keep going into close-ups of his face with it, and it's like, no, you hide that. It looks so bad. You have to yeah. hide it. Yeah, and it's like it's because he, in the movie he had a chipped tooth, so like they had to close up that little thing in the original movie. Yeah. But yeah. like, no, this is so fucking stupid, and, and you're gonna and spend like, the whole it, movie like this. And it's, it's obvious from the word go, like anytime they shoot forward, you can see into his mouth and there's just weird. There's just a black piece in blocking <laughs> off part of his tongue and his back of his throat. It's just like, it's so bad looking. It's, yeah. oh my God, it's awful. Um, so um, this again was uh, chuckle number two. They, they really front loaded him. Let me tell you um, <laughs> where they have an exchange where uh, one of them says, you know, you know, hi, I'm Harry. And Lloyd says, why does that not sound familiar? And Harry says, probably because we've never met before. And then Lloyd responds with, no, that's not it. And that was enough of a setup to make me go like, hmm, that's clever. It, there's like <laughs> hints of dialogue here that like better acting and directing could have made work. Yeah. It all, But it is like, you know, maybe one or two scenes at a time where that ever even happens. And the ones yes. that actually ended up in the movie are awful yes um so they find out they're both homeschooled because one of them uh you know is homeschooled and the other one you know lives at the the high school and therefore is homeschooled which again almost funny but delivered with the direction and charisma of a stone so it doesn't work 
Um, and what I will refer to as the It saga uh, begins. This is clearly a thing they cut out of the full movie, which is baffling to me considering they had like 12 montages. But who am I to say I'm not a film editor? Uh, they just go back and forth playing tag. And that's it. They just literally go like, you're it. No, you're it. What is that? It's a bad thing to be. You're it. Which again, are they five? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't and know. I'm supposed to make them look like they're, you know, kids, but they're just idiots. Yeah. I hate it. Yeah. So um, then we're introduced to high school. Lloyd telling Harry like, oh, be a cool kid like me. Ignore the cheerleaders and stuff. And like. Says things like girls have cooties and uh, oh, she's got milk bubbles popping out of her sweater, which it they again, say this what more than once. You? And it's they do. so fucking creepy to hear like a 30 year old man say that. <laughs> I have not been pulled into the fiction of the world here. It's fucking creepy. Yeah. It's very creepy. It's very, very creepy. Uh, and they perv on the uh, high school girls uh, nonstop in this yep. film. This where it is we're a constant state. To the uh, first one, the blonde haired one. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think, but like, she doesn't. She doesn't do anything yet. Like she. She just serves no purpose yet, other than she's, she's there, there so they can say milk bubbles. Yep. Yeah. I think uh, then there's an intro. Like her her skirt's too short. Like isn't she gonna be cold in that or something? Like they just don't get it. Oh, it's a, where's the flood? Ha <laughs> ha. Yeah. Yeah. It's not a. It's not a good joke. Um, so then we get introduced to Turk, who's just the nasty man character, the bully who very quickly decides to stop being the bully. And all the people in the call with me, let me know he was apparently in Daredevil, which I later looked up and he is, he's a guy in Daredevil. Yeah. Congratulations. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> he's he got is. a mohawk. It's a sweet mohawk. Mm-hmm. I mean, to be fair, the guy that's playing, uh, Harry is in, uh, what was it? Alias? No, no, no. The, the oh, teams. no, the girls in Alias. NCIS. Uh, NCIS, yeah, one of them. And I was like, shit, he is. He looks so different. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> what the fuck? He, he's the same guy. A lot of TV actors in this, basically. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of, like, actually pretty okay actors and comedians doing their damnedest. Yeah, um, one of them later on actually surprised me yes. when Shane yeah. Booth showed yes. up. Uh, so, uh, 10 minute mark. Uh, Eugene Levy and uh, Sherry Terry because are of course Eugene Levy's in this. It was the two thousands. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and he, they are in there as the principal and the er lunch lady. Uh, they love to fuck and do crime. Uh, that is their thing. <laughs> that They're is also the do. whole plot, and it's yeah. basically like maybe six minutes of plot total. So we are introduced to the fact that they are constantly stealing money from the school and embezzling it to themselves. Uh, they have decided they are going for the big one. And, okay, here's where the big ableism starts. So, again, no, really, I cannot emphasize this movie is really shitty <laughs> to yep. people. So, like, if, if you want to cut, now's the time. And that's totally cool. Uh, so, the plan is uh, they're going to... They found out there was uh, a guy who, like, w- did a bunch of heroic stuff and was a hero of the community. So, the school is giving out $100,000 grants four special needs programs in his honor. Um, And they decide they're going to fake having a special needs program to steal the grant money, Um, which. Yup. That's going to be the whole thing. And you can already tell where this is going. Like as soon as you see this, what I want to say as an aside, my mother worked in a special needs program for uh, a school district for quite a long time. So I got a bunch of like secondhand knowledge out of this. If they were going to start up some sort of program like this, there would be so much red tape involved on the state and uh, county level for the school board. It would be ridiculous if this would not get noticed. 
Yep. But I mean, yep. I guess the horse suspension of disbelief and everything. But yeah, you can't just say, oh, yeah, we, I just give me a hundred grand from a special. We got some special needs kids. We'll just put up a new classroom or something. You know, no, no oversight. Um, they did manage to, in the middle of this dire desert of the worst plan I've ever heard as the antagonist plan in a film. Um, I did. There was a moment that made me go, hmm. And it was uh, Sherry Terry, uh, the lunch lady, initially responds to when he says they're giving out $100,000 grants to the school. Um, and obviously, at this point, the plan is going to be they're going to fake making a special needs program. Like, it's yeah. it's so blatantly obvious. Uh, and she responds with, so we kill him and take the money. And like that actually kind of made me laugh because it was like just a really good, like dumb guy reversal of like, you know, oh, clearly they're going to do this awful thing. And again, I was just so braced and just full of disdain and hatred towards the film that 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 tiny, that tiny That's misdirect was enough to make me go, oh, thank God. It's kind of funny. Anything. You see from this, like, the interaction and the scene here between the two of them that Eugene Levy's character is uh, much smarter than Sherry O'Terry's. Yes. Um, but it, it's also, like, great because one, Sherry O'Terry plays the, later on the teacher for the special needs classroom, which is kind of, I guess, funny in a way. But Eugene Levy also has, like, the worst ideas in the fact that one, that he's, you know, trying to steal the special needs money. But also he's recording everything he says. Wait, wait, wait. We'll get there. We'll get oh, there. Okay. We'll, we'll, we'll get there. We'll get there. there. Yeah, that's noted. Scene, Don't bad. worry. No, it's not yet. It is later, unfortunately. That is way later, which, again, they realize they forgot a MacGuffin. <laughs> yes, point. absolutely. Because, yeah, it doesn't actually come up in this scene. Yeah. So um, then we cut to the lunch lady teaching class in the back of the cafeteria. The two students are Lloyd and Harry. Of course. Um, because as they're saying, like, oh, we need to fake a special needs program, who should we find? And Turk, the nasty man, has lifted Harry and Lloyd up onto a flagpole. Um, so... They're teaching, or uh, she's teaching the both of them, and their first assignment is to find more special kids. Um, there is something that would almost be a joke where Harry confusedly asks Lloyd, who's Principal Collins? To which Lloyd leans over and says, he's the principal. Uh, and, like, again, in a better movie, yeah. could have been a bit. Could have yeah. been a good joke. <laughs> um, it just never works because, he, like, Super Nintendo Chalmers already happened, like, a decade ago at this yeah. point. <laughs> Yeah. You know, like that I'm is the learning. other part of it that comedy has moved so far beyond this film for yeah, the bits it's trying to do. Oh, God, yeah, God, yeah. You know, th- think so, about uh, 2003, it's like the United States went insane after 9-11, and I think yeah. that this may be a fallout of that. Like, they just <laughs> no one knew what was going on. 9-11 brain. <laughs> yeah. someone, someone wanted to go back to 90s comedy. That's when films were funny. Let's, let's just do a, a 90s comedy, and it's like, uh Yeah, I could so see bad. the people over at, you know, Lion's Head or whoever made this film and be like, yeah, we have to go back to, you know, the classics. People love yep. Dumb and Dumber. We can do that again. Mm-hmm. God. So... Uh, they start recruiting. First thing is they're sitting down at lunch. They see a guy with a broken leg. Uh, they decide to recruit him. They try and act as if he is Tiny Tim or something along those lines. It doesn't uh, work. He, it doesn't work. It's not funny. Uh, he responds to them by going like, oh, wait, I can. And th- we've crossed into the 15 minute mark at this point. <laughs> but uh, the core conceit is now a a bunch of kids are totally cool with giving up on the entire high school experience to go be in a quote-unquote special needs class knowing that they're just gonna get straight a's have to do no work and then graduate which like maybe but also like 
Not real. No, no, like not. That's not how social structures that w- people wouldn't probably do. I mean, that. the first kid with the broken leg is supposed to be some like skateboarding slacker who doesn't really care. And later on, they find like a guy who has to work all the time yeah. and doesn't have like time for classes. And they make a very racist joke about some exchange yeah. students. And yeah, yeah. This is where we get uh, yeah the montage of recruiting Turk, who was the nasty man, a football player who got a concussion. Um, there's a lot of very anti-Chinese racism here. Where here they, they just straight up go, ha ha! Isn't it funny how Chinese sounds like yes, they for really recruit, thirty yes. seconds? They and recruit it's a Chinese oh. like, exchange student. She'll come up later, which is the only reason I'm mentioning her is because like it's bad. They're really yeah, racist in it's regards very, very to bad. her. Like that's um, the and, level of racism here too. Like remember the 1940s? It, yeah, <laughs> like it was to the point that like when. I was really confused because it looked like the actress was very, very pissed off at them. And then they cut to the next scene and she's in on it and she's cool with it, which again, if you're going to do it as comedy, you really, really, first of all, probably don't. And second of all, you really need to at least have a second voice there going like, fuck you. That's bad. Don't do that. You know, like you have to have someone interrogating it at the very least. least. Yeah. Oh my God. So then we move to uh, young Shia LaBeouf. Uh, who is the character who's always working a side job, and thus he's always in a mascot outfit. Uh, funny concept, never used well by the film. I had to do a double uh, take. He's real young in this film. He's and so really like, young in yeah. this He's film. like even Stevens young, yeah. yeah. Um, and then Harry and Lloyd go to Harry's house. Um, they then have a discussion at the dinner table. Literally nothing of importance comes up. Laugh number four is coming in hot, folks. Uh, this one got a legitimate <laughs> out of me. Um, so uh, there, uh, Harry's mom asks Lloyd, have you asked your parents, you know, if you can stay over? And he says, yeah, I left a message for my dad. And then it cuts to the gymnasium floor and on it is written, uh, Pop, I'm sleeping at Harry's tonight. Love, Lloyd. P.S. You're out of ketchup. And it's almost all written in ketchup except for the last few letters which switch over to yellow because it is now mustard um and that almost got me um i mean it got me a little but they did they did more or less ruin it uh by having a bunch of the letters be backwards but like still clearly stenciled like it just didn't that was the thing that really made it like bad (laughs) yeah it wasn't like bad handwriting it also wasn't you know like a better joke would be if his writing was immaculate right it was like beautiful calligraphy like I was about to say that this is probably the most effort that the set dressing has in possibly the entire movie, like maybe the float at the end, but like almost everything else is basically just still shots of stuff that they could have rented out and like not even changed slightly. I guess one thing yeah. about this joke that makes it a little bit funnier is that the writing for this is the entirety of a gym basketball court. It's like gallons it's and huge. gallons it's of yes. ketchup. It's not just like he did yeah. a little thing on the side. Again, like there was actual effort put into the ketchup note, and which is more than almost anything else in the film gets. Like, yeah. I gotta say, we're still not even 20 minutes in, and like we're going through these in the last, but like I feel like. We're also ignoring so much, guys. Yes. Like, this film yeah. is trying to do a joke. Every single second yeah. that's on screen, it is doing joke And 99% joke. of them don't even, like, register. Yeah. Well, for, like, I, me, I cannot, 100% of them didn't register. I didn't laugh yeah. a single time. Yeah, like, I cannot overstate. This is four instances of me going, huh, in a movie that is doing 
nonstop rapid fire like that oh god like that late 90s style of comedy where every 15 seconds needed to have three jokes in it and they're getting four in 20 minutes and i'm gonna tell you right now it slows to a crawl huh it's only because of numbers like the fact like yeah i mean i had like yeah you had like zero laughs for like you know funny people or something the only reason you've had four so far in this movie is because they're shooting shotgun style they're just seeing what sticks yeah Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For this kind of film. And also for every one of those laughs, uh, there's 25 of me going, oh, my God. And being like, that's so fucking racist. What is wrong with you? And like, why would you say that? Um, So we cut back to the boys um, in, in, I guess, Harry's room. They're playing board games like Calvin Ball style in like children's pajamas, which again... This feels like improv basically is the level of stupid that it is. This feels like two people on DMT. Like yeah. they just have Imagine, no concept of reality going on around them. They're just like <laughs> playing with pieces from every board game. Like they're like, oh, go to jail to collect 200. Well, I got a Jumanji. Too bad. You sunk my yep. battleship. Here, swallow this Monopoly piece. And like that's literally like... This is what most of the jokes are on the yep. level of, to be clear. Um, it makes no sense. It's not funny. Uh, it's not charming. It's baffling. Uh, and this is the first time Harry explains to Lloyd the concept of his pirate friend. Harry's mom tucks the boys into bed and in a very weird thing, like kisses oh. both of them on the head when they go goodnight, which is, again, a case of like, even inside of one scene, they can't decide how old they're supposed yep. to be because, like, she's treating them like they're toddlers because they were acting like toddlers. And now, after she does that and she leaves, he hops out of bed and he's like, "Well, what was that? Your mom's totally coming on to me, dude. I'm gonna be your new dad. You have to listen to me because I'm gonna be your dad." And it's like <sighs> so bamboozling because, like, even yep. within the same span of thirty seconds, they can't fucking keep their characters together. They're they're it's two year olds, agonizing. but they're also horny. Well, they're also the horniest. Oh, it's really disgusting. And they're also clearly thirty something. <laughs> yep, <laughs> like, sure are. Yeah, the way he talks about. Like Harry's mom is is really gross. I mean, I know they're trying to be like, oh yeah, I'm gonna be your dad, you know, ha ha, funny. But like, instead, it's just really demeaning. It's also like these sexless creatures that they're supposed. It's supposed to be funny when they say horny stuff because these men could never get laid. But like, it doesn't land at all. It's just really gross. Yeah. It, it, I was yeah. really disgusting. You strip that away, and it's just disgusting. Yeah, this whole film really yeah. skeeved me out. Yeah, like every time this film gets horny, it's it's the worst. It is the fucking worst. All right, uh, we're in 20 minutes in. Um, they're making photos of the special needs class uh, for a grant, which means they're going in a computer lab, holding up a piece of paper, and taking the photo. And I thought uh, this, this was going to be a setup for comedy, and it's not. It's not. No, you never it's see just the a three-minute scene of them taking a photo. Yeah. No jokes. No yeah, yeah, he I was like, have... oh, they're going to say the photo and it's going to say the word ass on yeah, the sign yeah, or like something. The, like the people would be standing in front of the letters in such a way that it spelled something You words. never see it. No, <laughs> I think maybe that got cut on like the Probably. editing room or something. I, I yeah. just think it's funny so, that all you need for a grant is just some photos of some kids. Yeah, God, right. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, they get told we have a special classroom for you. It's a shed behind the school. Uh, so they go to... Uh, Lloyd's dad's like shed where he works for grounds and maintenance. Uh, the principal tells the lunch lady to take them on a field trip. And she explains, Oh, I'll do that later, but I got a substitute teacher now. And it's Lloyd, which makes 
even less sense than usual. They cut back to the classroom. <laughs> Lloyd is the teacher. Uh, Shia LaBeouf is in a sun costume, and they act like he is actually the sun. It's kind of dumb. They could have done something funny with this. Uh, they failed. And um, this is the first in a series of moments that I refer to as legitimately funny comedian ices out on funny trash, um, <laughs> yeah. where Louise Guzman uh, gets handed the joke by Harry of like Louise Guzman's just in like uh, like a custodian jumpsuit, and Harry goes. Nice flight suit, are you in the Air Force? And he responds with, I'm a custodian. And, like, doesn't even give the joke the time of fucking day. Yeah, it's no. so good. <laughs> deadpan. Yeah. Yeah, it's, like, it's what it deserves. Oh, my God. This ha- it happens multiple times in this movie, and it's, like, the time I connect the deepest with an actor, I think, <laughs> yeah. of all time. Like, acting out some grand emotional moment, see who gives a shit. Icing out something that's not funny even a little, despite the fact that you're being paid to not ice it out, let's go. Hey, <laughs> like, he let's needs go. to pay the bills. It's just a roll. <laughs> oh my god. Speaking of yeah. actors who need to pay the bills, coming up. <laughs> yeah. So, um, he then gets explained like, oh, you know, I'm special, it's a special class, and now he goes, oh, my, my boy's shed. special. I'm so proud and is cool with it. Uh, 25 minute mark. Um, they, the football player with a concussion that they recruited starts coming too. Uh, they need to figure out a way to make sure he stays here. So they start yelling football over and over, football, charging football. him up, releasing him into a wall where he crashes through the wall. Yeah. yeah. Looney Tunes style leaves the hole in the wall. And it looks yeah. so bad. Yeah. This is almost so funny bad. just for how bad it looks. Cause they just yeah. yell at him football. And this guy who obviously should see some sort of medical attention just doesn't know where, where he is or what's going on. So yeah, he just runs straight through drywall, like out the door. It's yeah. Woo. Location change. We're now at a gas station. The actor, Brian Pesane. <laughs> Brian Pesane is here. Brian Pesane's um, a legitimately funny comedian. Yes. Brian Brian Pesane is yes, Brian Pesane can be tremendously funny. Unfortunately, um, he's in this film. Yeah. So um this is uh the second instance of Brian Pesane uh brutally icing out the film, uh, where Harry and Lloyd get slushies and then start running around playing tag and causing problems and knocking shit all over as Brian Pesain very quietly and calmly tells them, Hey, pay for this and leave. And then they don't. Yeah. And, uh, so this is the it saga that, uh, this was part two. They must've cut the rest of it because they have a whole exchange of them tagging back and forth and then grabbing Brian Pesane and tagging back and forth between them being like, yeah, you are it. You can't decide not to be it. And then just like having them go back and forth. Um, and then this actually did get a pretty good laugh out of me um, because Brian Pesane uh, has an angry outburst. And again, this is a case of none of the writing is funny. None of the dialogue is funny. Brian Pesane's delivery is just very funny to yeah, me. He legitimately <laughs> gets Pesain upset. Just get me on his own. Yeah. yeah like, his angry outburst he's got like the he's got like the right amount of like kind of like kermit in his anger that yeah. just like really lands it for me like, no and, take um, backsies no like stupid tag rule <laughs> yeah. kind of stuff that like is just enough that it's like okay but yeah yeah if it was if it was handled by anyone of less talent it would have fallen flat but brian pisane manages to make it like actually get like a laugh out of me uh, there then is an awful scene of them getting brain freeze oh, and leaking fluids so all over. Oh. It goes for so fucking long. It's like two and a half minutes 
of them sitting there drinking like slushies and going like, oh, I got brain freeze. Oh, I got brain freeze. Oh, but they don't have a name for freeze. it. So they're just like, mm, this is so good. Is it supposed to make your brain hurt? I mean, <laughs> it, it also does the CGI thing of like, you know, traveling through their digestive system up to the Dude, brain the CGI as it freezes. Was so this bad. is your brain on freeze. <laughs> the so CGI bad. was terrible for this. Like it so looked like bad. early 90s CGI. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Osmosis Jones, this is not. Um, they also then start complaining about how they're frozen and they start leaking fluids all over. Yeah, and it's just, just really gross. Half the joke like, is that they really have gross. slushy like rolling down their face and like it's, onto their shirt and shit. Is this not another just point gross. where the girl shows up and they say milk yes. bubbles to her face? They do, yes. Yeah, they do. She's yeah. like out yeah, for yeah, a yeah. run Thank or you. something. They're like, boobs, and then she goes away. And that. Which doesn't even seem to like. <laughs> That's the thing about her, though, is she doesn't seem to react to any of the gross no. stuff they do. No. It's no. so strange. She occasionally goes, ha you're so funny, and then just moves on with it. Because, again, if they had if they had her ever react correctly, uh, the comedy would uh, grind the film to a halt. Because yeah. it would immediately be like, hey, don't, hey, fuck you, weirdo, stop. <laughs> what are you talking yeah. about? Just, <laughs> yeah. Um, wow, you sound like a perverted toddler in a 30-year-old's body. What the fuck is wrong with you? Hey, so... 30 minutes. 30-minute um, mark. 30-minute, we're here. Uh, Principal and the lunch lady are in the office doing a luau. Uh, the plan is working. They're going to get a big check handed to them at the Thanksgiving parade. Um, we then are introduced to the fact that Eugene Levy <laughs> keeps mycrimes.chest in his office. <laughs> it's uh, a pirate chest. <laughs> Yes. It is yes, a literal sir. big pirate chest that he keeps recordings of everything he says in the office and everything he writes in the office and a bunch of legal documents of his crimes. Of all I'm the crimes that he's kidding. ever done in his office in a pirate chest. And this is almost funny, but you can tell that it's like a lack of effort on the part of the movie and the set dressers rather than haha isn't it so funny that he's doing this it's supposed to be like because of her she had the pirate map at the start yes it's gonna be a pirate chest but like you wouldn't hide like it makes no sense for for an actual adult someone who's swindling money from the school to like Someone who's hatching a plot to steal $100,000 from the state? Yeah. Yeah, in a pirate chest. In his office. Yeah, Sherry Terry even makes the comment here as like, oh, so you record everything just like that president. And like, it doesn't go anywhere. And so this is where, like I was trying to say earlier, like even though Sherry Terry's character is supposed to be way stupider than Eugene Levy's, Eugene Levy's just like doesn't get what he's doing here either. So everyone in this film is some flavor of completely and utterly stupid. Like not just Harry and Lloyd. I mean, everything revolves around every single person being a complete moron and like not even in a fun way. No, no. Um, so we then uh, get a big scene of short bus jokes. I cannot they emphasize. They have a bus jokes that's smaller enough. than a mini bus. The regu- yeah. That's but it's it. yellow. But it's a yellow school bus, you see. You but see? it's smaller than a regular bus. Yes. That's the whole joke. Yes, that's uh, the joke. There you go. Because they were they're that South Park high, kids, huh? I guess. Yep. So uh, then we get the introduction to why Jess is here and what she's doing for the sake of the plot. It took half an hour. (laughs) They've spent just being fucking really grossly pervy to this allegedly teen girl. And now they are finally being like, oh, right. 
She does something in the story. I love that this, like, the plot the, of the story has nothing to do with the two main characters. No, like they not, have no, no impact. Not at even all. a little. I mean, it's like I haven't so, seen Dumb and Dumber, but I know the plot is essentially they find ransom money that they don't realize is ransom money. They think someone like left it, so they you know take it and try to take it back to the the people who, who dropped it. Kind of fucking everything up, right? So that is a plot that revolves around the two of them being stupid. This is a plot yeah. that revolves around the principal and the lunch lady are trying to swindle the school. So an intrepid young uh, teenage reporter is trying to track down what's happening, and that's that's it. That's the actual plot. That that's the plot. It has nothing to do it with would, these two fucking idiots. It would be like if an episode of Three Stooges, like instead of the Three Stooges trying to help in a hospital and causing all sorts of problems because they're incompetent buffoons, uh, there was just. Some imagery of a hospital, uh, and then the Three Stooges outside. <laughs> it's really three Stooges weird. are just in a hospital while somebody else is doing stupid stuff in the hospital. Yeah, yes. yeah, 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 yeah. Actually, that's way better. Yeah. <laughs> like there's so, a doctor killing people, and they're just they're like, oh. They're complaining about the concessions. <laughs> God. So uh, Jessica is trying to get a big scoop about the fake class because that's. What a high school reporter does, I, I guess. But also sure, because it's super uh, someone, obvious. Someone has to drive this plot forward. And if yeah. it's not going to be our main characters, by God, we're going to have someone do it. And then we um, get the so worst then, car chase ever. Yeah, I actually put in my notes, worst car chase I've ever seen on film. Uh, includes a really unfunny, awful slow-mo of the bus hitting a very unconvincing jump and then everybody like being suspended upside down in the air, making their silliest faces. Yeah, And and the weirder part too, is that like they're going on a field trip somewhere and the lunch lady's like, you got to lose them bus driver. And it's Jessica's Jessica's trying to follow them. Jessica, who is just driving and following the class to prove it's fake. I guess it's like, None of this lands, and all of the jokes in the middle of it are everybody makes a funny face. They just wanted to do a car chase, and it is, like, I cannot overstate. It's badly shot. It's badly set up. There are no stunts. It's, like, largely just someone driving a Buick Regal around. Yeah. But on the plus side, it does take us to the 35-minute mark. (laughs) It does. 35 minutes. We're at the museum um, the whole part of the museum here is that there is a big polar bear on display. Uh, this bear interaction confused over half of the people I was watching with. So what happens is Harry is having an internal dialogue with the polar bear where he's like thinking at the polar bear, like, Oh, you got a pretty big coat. huh? you look pretty angry. And like trying to scare the bear and getting yeah. scared by it and stuff. Then Jessica starts talking to him and he starts like talking to her. And it's the idea is it's supposed to be, he exter- swaps from like an internal dialogue to an external dialogue and his timing is off. But the problem is they use the exact same ADR for both. <laughs> so it would be like if his internal voice and his external voice are exactly the same, like yeah. they're the same reverb, they're the same everything else. It comes off as like he's doing ventriloquism at the bear and then Jessica shows yeah, up. It's I was about really to say, like, weird. I don't think he was actually moving his mouth for the internal dialogue part, but they assumed that like the external yeah. dialogue yeah. part, like he's talking and he isn't. And yeah, it's so weird. Is this it's be- really, really weird. Is this before or after Sherry O'Terry slips a bribe to the museum guy to leave? I think this is after. Uh, right? No, 
Well, no, that no, no. She slips. It, well, the one that's before this is um, she is like, how long will it take to go around the museum? And she's like, well, about two hours. And she says, okay, cool. Take him around twice and, uh, you know, take your sweet time with it and goes to slip her a $5 bill. And she's like, oh, we can't take tips. And there's a really awkward, like long scene of yeah. Terry O'Terry being like, oh, I know you don't make much. Just please take it. Oh, please. Oh, it's going away. It's going away. You better take it. And then she takes it. And like, again, it's supposed to be a joke, but it just. It feels like her being an asshole. No one is selling just, any of it. No, it's not funny to anyone, um, which is real rough. So uh, Jessica ends up trying to explain what's going on to Harry. Harry misinterprets it as a date. Um, there then is one of the most baffling hard cuts in the film to an empty hallway that then Harry and Lloyd fall from the ceiling into the middle of the scene. I am not kidding. I yeah. cannot overstate. It's literally... They're in the museum. Jessica and Harry are talking. It hard cuts to an empty hallway. And then you see like a bunch of drywall dust and the sound of breaking. And Harry and Lloyd both fall from the ceiling into the middle of the scene. It is one of the worst cuts I have ever seen in a film. And he's basically just explaining, I got a date. But like, we know that. (laughs) We saw it. We're there. There's no point for this scene to exist, and I am convinced the only reason they left it in is because. Well, I was gonna say that, and both actors broke. They they like broke their character entirely. You can tell it's just two guys genuinely laughing over the fact that they definitely just fucked up a stunt. Because like (laughs) they stand up, and it's just two dudes laughing. It's not Harry and Lloyd. They completely break character. It's just two guys, and they just fell from the ceiling, and they're having a laugh, and it's like. So fucking weird seeing the actors, specifically the actors, having a good time. Not yeah. seeing the characters have a good time. The well, actors. someone's got to have a good time because it's not me. <laughs> well, it's so yeah. weird because there are outtakes in the credits, right? As always. As, yeah. al- as always for yeah. comedy. So it's like, they did manage to, you know, they did realize, <laughs> you know, you can't use outtakes in the film for the most part. But this fall but room fall one, was too perfect. That one, I guess, was too funny. Anyway, date time. No. Date time, uh, no. Harry. Can we skip this? Can we just, like, not? God, yeah. Oh. So there's a lot of... There's a lot of very bad, like, double entendre dialogue that just doesn't work and is really awkward. And Jessica just decides to roll with it in a way that's really weird. Harry goes upstairs and, like... Sits on a radiator with a chocolate bar that he got earlier in he, his back pocket. He buys a chocolate bar because you got to give a girl chocolate. Yeah, that's the idea. This is important um, to set up for the next scene. So then um, the camera aggressively pervs on Jessica at this yep. point in a way that is wildly uncomfortable. Um, and Harry thinks to himself, oh, I'm getting so hot I can barely take it. Because his pants are burning, and nobody notices the smell of burning pants of someone sitting on a radiator. Or melting chocolate, for that Um, matter. Or burning chocolate, yeah. And Harry says, oh, I need to go to the bathroom real quick. Bye-bye. 40-minute mark. Um, This is the one scene I remember from when I was 13. Um, There, it is... Oh God, it's so awful. This, this scene is so, so fucking terrible. This takes so long to set up the most obvious joke in the fucking I, world. I want... Here's a spoiler for the record. This is the 40-minute mark. Like, this is exactly 40 minutes. The payoff for this joke doesn't come until about 47 minutes in. Hold yep. on. 
<laughs> I, would, I would argue so, the payoff doesn't come until the exact end of the film. Fair. That too. Yes. Yeah, the but actual this, payoff. You yeah, are the correct real one. that this scene, they take an this awful long yeah. time of Harry just smearing chocolate over like, a wall. Literally, it's it's he sticks his hand down the back of his pants and it's... Again, it's way too much chocolate. It's chunky. Yep. They clearly like made it to look like poop. And it's like legitimately like it's pretty fucking Off-putting. gross. Like yeah. even knowing the conceit that it's supposed to be chocolate, it's I still was like kind of half gagging. No, he's yeah. found it. He's found the infinite chocolate bar and I want in on that shit. <laughs> infinite on, Harry, chunky chocolate bar. Can I not have bar? the chocolate bar that just you can makes have, that much chocolate? You can have the infinite chocolate bar, but it has to get gross and chunky all of your hands like in the film. Uh, yeah. Okay. So yeah, but the thing it. is, it is that might he, like, be worth keeps, it. So, so he keeps sticking his hand down the back of his pants and there's just an infinite amount and his reaction to this is to smear it all over the walls and the mirrors and the ceiling and the, and the towels and everything. And, everything. and that's the big thing is, oh no, it looks like he's getting duty everywhere. Oh, and that's poop? My note is here that is, what that was? I, mean, I had no yeah, idea. The, as you'd be able to smell it was chocolate, right? Like, yeah, that yeah, much yeah. chocolate in a room, you would go in and be like, that's not, that doesn't smell it. If there was that much shit in the room, you would <laughs> you smell would it from miles yeah. away. <laughs> the whole house would so, smell like chocolate. Oh my God, it would smell like shit uh, if it was I, really shit. <laughs> So I have the note here uh, because this, again, is my one memory of this setup is not funny, even a little looking forward to the Bob Saget hard carry. Because <laughs> uh, Rip, but Bob Saget is in the yeah, film. He is. Um, so Harry then sneaks out the window, goes into uh, Jessica's mom's room and takes her business suit and changes into that and then runs downstairs, meets up with Jessica. And then the Harry and Lloyd have the classic guy sitting outside a window telling him what to say to uh, romance a girl and then oh no a dog walked up and he got distracted and is talking to a funny dog and then it's Um, just really funny comedy and that's it bob including him saying including him insinuating that he is going to attempt to do some domestic abuse cool (laughs) i also remember whatever reason the way comments on the dog's hairy nipples yeah, that, yeah, again. So that you could say a hairy even, nipple thing to a woman, I guess. They, they like, literally can't keep within the, const- like, the construct of their own joke. Of the it's joke, agonizing. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, they can't even keep their setups within, you know, their setups. It's, oh, my God, it's so bad. And that brings us to so, minute uh, 45. <laughs> yeah, Bob, Bob Saget walks in. I can't wait. It's 45 minutes. Bob Saget's uh, introduction to this film is him walking into the room with Harry, I think it was. Oh. And he looks, uh, yeah, he's in the room with, with Harry and Lloyd is outside and, um, he ices the fuck out of the movie. <laughs> yeah. He looks so fucking annoyed to be there and just the way that Bob Saget can nail. And yeah, it just it doesn't even look like he's playing a character in the film. He just looks like Bob he's, Saget walked onto the set with yeah. the script and was like, God fucking damn it. But and also like for, for like a 15 year period, that was every Bob Saget appearance in every <laughs> movie that he showed up in. Like, yeah. He's true. just doing the standard. Yeah. 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 Hey, I'll take it. <laughs> in this, I'll it take, is I'll take funnier the than anything else in this film. He's definitely correct. channeling yeah. me every time he just looked at Harry like, I fucking hate you and you're not, you're yeah. such a sack of shit. What are you doing in my living room, in my house, eating my butter? Fuck, man. <laughs> so we like, cut yeah, to the... What am I doing yeah, here? We, so we cut to the dinner 
And as uh, Serene has alluded to, uh, Harry eat butter, hee-ho. Which, why is he eating butter? Again, what age is your character supposed to be? How stupid is he? Has he never eaten food before? What the fuck is wrong with you? I think they're just upset uh, because those were the international butters that they got from that club. And- true. Oh, true. the International ah! Butter Club. Yeah. Oh, tasting different butters from foreign lands. That's the payoff. <laughs> he's, he's also... God, he's... Like, the... the Mom, I assume, puts like rolls down and is like, hope you like them. And then he's like, I like a woman with a bit of meat on her bones. And she's skinny, so she gets offended. And I'm just sitting there being like, what was that moment? Yeah, the joke was supposed to be that he mistook her saying, do you like my rolls, like rolls of bread for rolls of fat? But it, it yeah, but it's a it really just, skinny woman, so it just doesn't yeah. even slightly land. It's so weird. So Lloyd, uh, through the window, basically informs Jessica that he has access to the janitor's keys and thus can get wherever he wants in the building. She's very excited, kisses him on the forehead. Uh, uh, Harry sees this and flips out. Um, And then we get to the part that made me laugh in more of a metaphysical way than anything (laughs) else. Um, So Bob Saget is going to do the hardest carry of the least funny material he ever has in his life. This is... The level beyond the aristocrats, and Bob Saget's ready. <laughs> Bob Saget walks upstairs <laughs> to the bathroom and leaves the most incredibly angry yell that's so funny of just like, the whole bathroom's covered in shit! There's shit everywhere! Why is there, oh, there's poop on the ceiling! And like, it is the lowest brow comedy in the world, but goddammit, Bob Saget is fucking trying. He's trying so hard. He's in this movie for like five minutes. He has literally one joke that he delivers twice, and you know what? He does deliver it. Yeah, it, it legitimately looks like he is upset about this whole deal. Like, it's it's pretty funny. Yeah, Bob Saget, again, like the context of the joke stinks. The actual joke itself stinks. Everything around it stinks. But Bob again, Saget Bob Saget tight as fuck. Rest in yeah, peace. Bob, <laughs> Bob Saget could literally be yelling about how uh, he had a bite of turkey that was too dry today. And I would still be laughing the same amount, you know, if not more, actually, oh, because that would God, be a better I setup. I saw the next note. Um, oh. Yeah, so after that, after Bob Saget, we reach what I think may be one of the, the low points of the film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. this is the worst part of the movie. Yeah, so <sighs> Lloyd is sitting on a bench and starts daydreaming now that he thinks he's having a date with Jessica and... I oh my god this next scene is so fucking All right bad. so let's it's so see uncomfortable. he's in a hot tub that looks yeah. like it's like from a Disney resort I guess a pool that looks like it's from a Disney I'll resort like a Playboy Mansion or something but yeah surrounded yeah, by yeah. girls in bikinis including Jessica and, and Harry's, Harry's mom. mom um they decide to have a kiss off for who's the best kisser well, and yeah, this is just they're fighting cheesecake. they're yeah, they're fighting over who gets to have Lloyd, and Lloyd's like, ladies, ladies, we'll have a make-out off. And, and this is not a joke. It, this is just cheesecake. Yeah, like, these two actresses need to start making out with each other, and like Lloyd's in the background with a whistle and flags, and he's trying to be you know, an umpire or something. It's very uncomfortable. And it goes for so, so long. long. I mean, is it any um, and then, wonder I got blasted by the film and then spent four <laughs> hours just on the couch and able it, to move, you know, after it's, that? Yeah, it's like, fuck, I don't know what anyone was thinking. I cannot think of 
something I would respond more heavily with cut this to an editor than this. Gotta put boobs in. It serves no No. purpose for anyone. This movie doesn't know who it's for. I mean, I guess the titties would have like hit well with the 12 year old boy scene. I was 13. The titties were beneath me. (laughs) (laughs) Hi, titties were beneath me. (laughs) (laughs) It was no, like, I mean, it's so uncomfortable too. Like the thing is like, if they were going to be presenting it with some form of like, eroticism sure i guess but it's being tried to be played for like jokes yeah, it's and also it's just, supposed to be funny that this high school girl and the, this mom are making out and mom but it's just super leery oh. and gazy and really uncomfortable yep. and thank god harry at some point flies in <laughs> with a full evil knievel shitty jet pack and it wasn't as much... I didn't give this a laugh alert because it did not actually make me laugh. It just made me go, Save oh, thank me. fuck, this is over. Yeah, oh my God, thank you. Because he flies in, um, does a stupid thing, and then goes, is that my mom? Hi, mom. And then is like, wow, your fantasies are cooler than mine. And then flies off and does accidentally bonk someone into the pool in a very ungraceful way. And that was like pretty good. But then instantly they have Lloyd do a huge fart in the pool. What the? There's a big old bubble. Yeah, and everyone I feel goes, like there was a did you here? fart? And like they forgot to put the yeah. fart joke someplace the in the pool scene. So they tacked it on in the end. Uh, 50 minutes. 50 minutes. My first note is I can feel the ending coming. Come on. End, 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 end. Nope. <laughs> don't worry about it. The plot's already happened, but... We still got to go. Yeah, I will say we do reach time compression at this point. So these notes are going to be much quicker because there is fuck and all that happens There's between nothing. now and the end of the movie. There's nothing. Um, so they're digging around the principal's office. Uh, she can't find anything. It turns out Jessica has a boyfriend. Lloyd finds the he- treasure chest and thinks it's Harry's because of his imaginary pirate friend. And he steals and it. Yeah. So, hey, they've solved the movie. Just kidding. Yeah, they should have. Uh, okay, thing that made me chuckle uh, sensibly. Uh, Lloyd, to get Harry's attention, uh, throws a uh, like a concrete uh, brick through his window uh, with a note attached to it that says, "Look outside. I need to talk to you." It, it had, you know, <laughs> like, he was doing the he's being ignored on the window thing. He throws some like pebbles or whatever, and then he throws a brick through, and it's almost funny. It's all like it got me because I was in such a dearth at this point. I was like really in the low valley. Uh, and yeah, just the, hey, I need to talk to you with a brick through the window. It's again, it's this improper escalation. It it was, I'm, again, I cannot overstate how bad I am scraping here. You, this is a desert. <laughs> you are looking for the drops of water. <laughs> Anything. Um, so uh, the film is 85 minutes and has multiple montages. They couldn't get a full 80 minutes without this. Jesus. So there was... A montage of some form that happened here. I don't and even I can't... remember what this was, but you're right because it's this, this is, is the part out, where the right? friends are fighting. Yeah, this so is so the they're doing out. things yeah. alone. Oh, right, it's the falling out montage. Yeah, it's a falling out montage of them stopping being friends because of Jessica got between them. So Lloyd runs into Shia LaBeouf in a pirate mascot outfit because again he's always in a uh, mascot outfit of some kind. Lloyd, uh, you know, rec- or, you know, uh, Shia LaBeouf recognizes Lloyd and is like, hey, how's it going? Lloyd thinks it's Captain Rob, the, the imaginary pirate friend who just shit talked him a bunch and decides to tackle and fight him. <laughs> and this leads to an almost funny joke, but. Meh. 
Yeah. So then Lloyd steals the bear from the museum. We don't off see camera. this like happen. We get a shot of him like walking up to the bear, and then it hard cuts to Harry's house. Yeah, and there's like a little girl being like, "Where's the daddy bear?" And it cuts to the house, and oh, Lloyd the walks up, and he's a really weird, inappropriate response to the girl, like like where your daddy is or something. It was really I can't remember exactly what it was, but I remember going. I thought it was like a hunter fuck? killed it or something. Yeah, yeah a hunter oh, killed yeah. him. Like yeah. your dad, a hunter, a hunter killed, killed it, like your father. Him. Yeah. I was like, "What? Wait, what?" I was like, "That was almost funny, but it was also just there and gone." And I was like, "Wait, wait, what?" What? And it's not delivered very yeah. well either. You said that? And then it just goes. It's fine. Whatever. It goes. And then Lloyd walks up with the bear. They have a short exchange and problem resolved. Again. They're friends again. They they went. This is, I cannot overstate. 50 minute mark was me saying the ending was coming and them looking around the office. The fi- Somewhere around the 53 minute mark is them having the montage of them getting angry at each other. Fights the pirate, comes back, the problem is over. This is how long this film can resolve tension. It's not even a full five minutes. It's like two minutes. It's unbelievably short. 55 minute mark. There is another micro musical sequence of them running around in polar bear parts, like carrying it up the stairs and then butchering it and turning it into clothes. Yeah. They turn it into underwear and pants and stuff. Like the bear they stole from a museum. It is a montage of after a montage with a roughly two sentence exchange in the middle it is unfucking believable um so the principal now realizes the chest is missing the dust mark is oriented incorrectly which annoyed me and everyone else in call again uh, he the has ketchup a flat was against the, the high wall. point in terms of set dressing yeah they literally like the chest was flat against the wall like the long side against the wall and then the dust mark here has it oriented the other way where the short side is against the wall in the middle. And it like doesn't make any sense. Like it clearly isn't how someone would set it down. You yeah. know, uh, it's really bad. Yeah, they did a really, really bad job. Um, so uh, then they have decided the special needs class has to make a Thanksgiving float for the parade. Not it is related unclear to anything. Why. Yeah, it is. Um, confusing i don't remember um, they, what justification they gave for the special needs class like i know that eventually the lunch lady was like you know if you don't make it i'm gonna you know actually give you homework and class stuff but like there was some reason some i origin. don't remember either i was so checked out at this point um, so so what happens here is they get told they have to make a float she starts asking for ideas there's a whole bunch of racism where it's revealed that the character's name in this movie is also racist. The Chinese character, to be clear, they have her speak fake Chinese and then Turk in in like interprets it. And it's not a joke. None of it's a joke. The only thing that was pretty good to me about this is the fact that Turk in universe has learned to speak Chinese, yeah. which means he is better than Everyone on 90 Day Fiance (laughs) is, in fact, superior to them. Yeah, this moment, I was like, okay, this is almost, this is almost a cute moment, right? Turk is like, he was like the bully at the start. He's like this meathead asshole. And like, he's now dating this girl. And he's, in fact, like learned how to speak her language to help her out. And it's like, that's, that's almost nice. Except for everything about her character. Yeah, later on, there's they totally almost a character arc with Turk, but then, yeah, God, they. 
Oh, they cut it. So the kids resist building the float as they should, understandably, because it's ridiculous. It'll make them look ridiculous. But she then they decide we'll to the go class. with Washington crossing the Delaware. Yeah. Uh, we're at the one hour mark. Uh, they uh, do another montage. Again, again, within 10 minutes, we're at montage number three of yep. them building a hit. float. Just hit after hit. This is the one yeah. that has the montage that goes like normal speed, fast speed, normal speed, fast speed, yes. like over and over. And I hate it so much. It looks like, you know, an MTV show or something from yes. the late 90s. Yeah. So we then hard cut to Jessica interviewing the principal in his car, <laughs> yeah. which is. Where, There's no setup for this. It just no. happens. And then. After she asks him a question, he basically shuts it down and then says, where's my chest? You need a question that's direct. Like, where's my chest, Jessica? Which kind of made me think about something that was funny. The I think you should leave sketch with the Garfield house where there's the guy who killed (laughs) or tried to kill Jim Davis, like outside his house yelling like, I want my Garfield treasure chest. And I have remembered the one laugh I had in the entire film. Oh, you figured it out? Yes. I'm sorry. I couldn't remember this entire time. It's coming up. Okay. Um, so what I imagine was supposed to be uh, roughly part six of the It or Tag saga uh, comes out of left field here. So get ready. The part of the film where there are clearly cut scenes that are supposed to happen between part one of them tagging each other on the walk to school, part two with Brian Pesane telling them to piss off, and then there's like a 50-minute gap and welcome, it's back. Out of it's nowhere. finally here. So... so they're at a gas station and they decide they want to get slushies, but they're not allowed inside because Brian Pussain has iced them straight up out of the building at this point. <laughs> yes. <laughs> they, are, they are so unfunny. They are not allowed to come in the building. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then there is a uh, this. I had a laugh alert here of Brian Pussain on the inside, basically like trying to like flaunt the fact that he can get a slushie and they can't. So he's like. Walking up to the thing and being like, mmm, a little red, ooh, a little green, yum, I love mixing them together, it's going to be so good. And then taking a drink and going, oh, it is so good. <laughs> and no. like, he starts rubbing his tummy and going, mmm, yum, 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 yum. And then he just goes like, suck it, and walks off. And it like legitimately <laughs> made me laugh. Because again, yeah. Brian Pesain just being like, yum, 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 fuck you. And then walking off is like really, really good. Like, it works. Because I hate the characters so yes. much. Uh, so the big thing here, <laughs> Uh, is that at this the reason we're at this gas station now is that uh, Jessica was like well won't my parents get suspicious and Eugene Levy's like well that's nothing a call from the principal won't solve don't you think and it hard cuts to him at the same at that gas station on a payphone putting on and like this is this is an actual joke because Mm. it's like yes of course the principal could call and say that kind of thing but he's doing a voice of like this is Jessica's friend, Brianna, and she's and like it's Eugene Levy doesn't care in any of these films, so it's not that funny. <laughs> but it is actually a funny. It's a good like, setup. It's a setup for setup. a joke of like, yeah. oh, you, oh, of course the principal would do it, and then he yeah. tries to do something like, else that's y- stupider. Yeah. You would assume he would call and just be like, hey, it's the principal of the school. Yeah. yeah Jessica needs to stay after to, like, do some stuff. And that's all you would have to do. And that was the one laugh that I got. That was the one laugh. That was, that was yeah. Pegasus' laugh of the film. There we go. Hey, 
That was a joke, and you laughed at it. Good job. Congratulations. <laughs> they can finally do it. Yay. Anyway, so yeah, they're at that same gas station that Brian Posehn's uh, just yeah. going to town so, in. So yeah, Brian Posehn's having a good old time on the inside. They have a dumb exchange with a little kid to have him go in and buy the slushies for him. And again, it's supposed to be this like idea of it's funny watching these clearly 30-year-old men having a like eight-year-old kid go in and get the stuff for him and like the kid's got like a newspaper under his arm and is supposed to be like very mature compared to them and even tells them at the end to grow up but it's a child actor trying to deliver a joke surrounded by two just vacuums of comedy so it is nothing it doesn't work yeah if you're gonna have a kid deliver a joke in a movie they need support you can't let a kid do it alone they will drop the ball (laughs) they cannot do it it's hard to sell a joke sometimes grow up yeah so, um, an hour and five minutes in, they cover a car in gas to act conspicuous because they realize they are going to be caught by the principal, uh, so they need to hide. So, they take out two gas pumps and just cover a car in gasoline. This kind of reminds me of the joke in the beginning of Zoolander, which is much funnier than this one. Much funnier. Yeah. yeah. Even people with really, really ripped abs can die in horrible gas fight accidents. <laughs> yeah. That's a much better joke. Um... So then Brian Pesane goes out for a smoke, lights up a cigarette, uh, throws the cigarette, and it blows up the whole gas station, launching him like 150 feet away through the air. And in a moment that would have made me laugh if it was done better in any other film, Brian Pesane kind of like stands up a little bit from being, you know, all covered in soot and blood and burn marks and stuff. Yeah, and he just says, is that the best you've got? That's my cart. <laughs> and then they go away, and it's like almost, God. I feel like you could have read a better it, one-liner there. Like, the joke just doesn't yeah. land. Like, they no, should have it tied, it. tied it in something earlier. If they wanted to keep no. going with that It saga, they could have had him tag them or something. It's, but Yeah, like, he flies out of the air and, like, lands on one of them and says, you're it. And then is just, like, passes yeah, out. Yeah, that would have been a funnier joke. We'll let him have, yeah, and then, like, Lloyd goes over and goes, we'll let him have this one or something. Yeah. You know, yeah, like, there's something you could do with that. But yep. instead, no. it's just, ah, no. <laughs> it just doesn't work. Um, time for uh, the second worst chase sequence I've ever seen in a film. <laughs> <laughs> They're in a shopping uh, th- cart and they start like skeeting on his car and no one notices them. Yeah. Um, they So they uh, get distracted by an ice cream truck that's nearby but has its side open. So they let go, hitch a ride on the ice cream truck, steal ice cream. It is roughly at this moment that I realized this is the quote unquote climax of this film and I wanted to die. Uh, no. <laughs> it was right around here that I was like, oh, this is the high point. Oh, no. <laughs> like, it's only going to be worse. No. Um, the principal is interrogating Jessica back at his house because the chase scene just fizzled. Like, they just left. They left and got and they ice didn't cream continue and that was the, the joke. Yeah. Yeah. And then in the next scene, Harry and Lloyd show up next to the window where Jessica's being interrogated. I don't and know they're how like they really got here. Like, how they knew where stuff. they would go or anything. Don't worry about There's, it. It's almost, almost over. It's almost over. God damn it. Yeah, and also uh, the principal has her tied to a chair, which is really creepy. Uh, he yeah. finds a cassette tape in her thing, and like it's actually it looks like, Harry's mixtapes. Yeah, it looks like the ones that uh, my crimes. It looks like the ones deck. that he had the my crimes dot tape on. Yeah, and it was Lloyd's Lloyd's mixtape, which was just him singing music with no backing tracks, and then There's they no play joke that. Here. It's no. Yeah, I mean, you know, they just I, play it. I feel 
like this shouldn't have worked because I feel like someone who's obsessive enough to record all the shit he says writes exactly no, what it is on that. We tape. gotta get funny no, no, no. Harry is, singing. This is Monday from five past five until six minutes past eleven. Like that he would be he would write it down. They didn't think that far into no. it. No. <laughs> I like that. So so uh, Jessica basically tells him, get out of here, just go get the chest and show everyone the contents of the chest. Because for some reason, despite all evidence to the contrary, Jessica just trusts them implicitly to do something, which again is, doesn't work with the core conceit of the movie of Dumb and Dumber. No, <laughs> it just and doesn't. like, here's the thing, they actually do do it because the they film, the plot demands that they do, even though it goes against everything that their characters have done yeah, up to this point. Yeah, they're at hour 10 well, here, they need to get this they, thing done. <laughs> The, I mean, the two of them don't. No, do no but I know they they deliver it to the correct but the people. Whole, yes, they is, yeah, the you know, like because idea. again, the plot demands they do it. It's not like there's this comedy of errors farce where they do the wrong thing, but it turns out to be the right. It works thing. out. It's yeah. That, they just do oh, the right shit, thing. The writers realize they were out of time, so let's just have them do what she says. Yeah. Yeah. And Dumb and Dumber is like, yeah, the core conceit of the film is that they're goofuses who will goof shit up. Exactly. And so having them just at the end be like, oh, we just did it super competently. The one plot relevant no thing they do is actually the specific thing that they were told to do and exactly the way they were told to do it. Even though they weren't so, listening because they were staring at her boobies. True. Yeah, that too. They actually they, have a thing where... She specifically gives this long-winded explanation. They do a ha-ha women be talking joke. Yeah, like it fades yeah. her like, voiceover track out as they stare at her tits. It's real stupid. And, well, Lloyd is specifically like being like, whoa, she's so hot. Look at her teeth. Bet she could bite through anything. Wow, look at that. And then Harry is just like, I wonder what Lloyd's thinking about. Wow, she's got a lot of hair on her head. She probably has a lot of little holes for the hair to come out of. That's weird. Like, it's just, again, it, it doesn't land. It's nope. not a good joke. Nope. It, uh. So, hour and ten minutes, they open the chest. There's my crimes.tapes inside. Um, they... They open they it with the rest to... of the of the class. Yeah, and the rest everyone of the else class. immediately realizes what's happening. Yeah, and also the principal was swapped to being George or George Washington was swapped to being the principal, and it looks real dumb. Uh, and again, this is something that Harry and Lloyd allegedly just did overnight, which again, hyper competence when the film decides they should have it. Yep. Uh, there's a little more anti-Chinese racism when they first go through the tapes because they, fa- you know. Uh, Harry's confused about something and says, oh, is that Chinese? And Lloyd goes, no, this is. And fast forwards the tape and says the squeaking noises, the Chinese language, which doesn't Chinese sound so funny. A joke so good that they did it twice. They kind of do it three times because this is where it comes out that the Chinese girl actually speaks perfect English. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So again, like, yeah, someone who studied the Mandarin language. No, what? No, like it doesn't make any sense. Again, this is literally like 1950s, 60s humor that is being given to you in like 2004 when it was already, you don't do that. Yeah. Um. So yeah, then they're all trying to figure out like, why would you do this? And the Chinese girl who is speaking perfect English uh, is the smartest person in the room by a country mile. Um, just basically says like, oh yeah, there's all these documentation. He's been doing all sorts of like crimes. This shows a ton of embezzlement. This shows this whole <laughs> class is a farce, this, that, the other. This is tons of proof. This will blow it wide open. And everyone goes, whoa, what the, she speaks English. Wow. That's incredible. And, then it's and um, 
And then, like, if the characters ever showed regret for treating her like shit, this could come of something. But they literally continue to insult her after she has spoken perfect English. By the and way, the like, reason she speaks English is really stupid. Uh, she apparently, her name's like Cindy, and she's American, and she just speaks Chinese to attract guys. Great. Yeah, that's what she says. She's like, yeah, I just... Because, yeah, Turk runs over and is like, what the? I loved your accent. Oh, no. And she's like, oh, do you want me to keep it? I just do it to attract guys. And she's like... Or, you know, he's like, yeah, actually, I would. And then she goes back into doing a stereotypical accent. And it's like, cool, good. I'm glad we had this exchange. Yeah. Why? So he Why? went from being pretty cool to trash again. There you go. Yeah. So um, we get to the oh, scene of the parade. Yeah, here's the oh. part that maybe upsets me the most by a lot. Um, there's two investigators who are being deployed out. They are apparently they understand what's going down and they're waiting to, you know, it's jump and arrest the, and the principal. superintendent, I think. Yes, it's yeah. the superintendent yeah. and the investigator. And it turns out the entire like scholarship thing is actually like a, a sting operation yes. on the principal. So again, Nothing that has happened in this movie was necessary. It turns out that he no. was going to get arrested no matter what. Um, but yeah. we did have to fit in possibly the worst scene okay. in the movie, the most yeah. offensive scene in the movie. All right. Oh, that's so. Oh, God. I know. I know. Ooh. So the ableism is about to. Yeah, the ableism is about to hit eleven here. So they decide that since. Even though it has been made clear that the person this grant is in honor of is, you know, a hero who's gone on to achieve great things and is, you know, do, done all of this awesome stuff. The superintendent decides, hey, he's going to be expecting a special needs guy. And the cop says, great, I learned how to act like in that class. In, in police school. In acting class. Oh, right, in police school. school. He does say that. Yeah, you're talking so, that the police aren't in tune with the community's wants and needs. <laughs> So, um, this is going to be the most insulting shit I've ever seen. It's absolutely out of control. Um, they have him pretend to be, uh, you know, mentally handicapped in the most, uh, blatant South Park generic lowbrow insulting ass fucking way possible. It's out. It's fucking Just unreal. complete like, non sequitur sentences and shit like that. Oh my God. Like having him pull out a drawing like of low quality and being like, I made this look and like, yeah, just talking about random shit. And like my notes here literally say, whoops, it's the most offensive shit I've ever seen. Johnny Knoxville had more tact in the film where Johnny Knoxville decides to pretend to be, you know, disabled for literally the whole movie. And that's the entire premise is Johnny Knoxville. Uh, I feel like he overall approached the the subject with more respect than this film. I just, yeah. I don't know how else I can, how clear I can make this. <laughs> like, hey, really, it's... And it's all just it's to, like, horrible. entrap the principal who gets entrapped, blah, blah. And it, yeah, didn't need to be there. Serves no purpose. Isn't funny. Uh, is just horrendous. Uh, really upsetting. Hour and 15 minutes. Um, the float comes out. It's playing the tapes. They immediately move to arrest the principal. He grabs the check, which at this point, it was a, clearly a sting operation. And he sprints off, which makes no sense. Except the float has a pirate hook on it because on top of making him the principal out of George Washington, they also made him a pirate. So he uses a crane to lift him up with the pirate hook. And just how is this? This is like the ending of a trash movie in the 80s. Yeah. Like yeah. this is like this is like Revenge of the Nerds is well above this. Yeah. This is. <laughs> yeah. It's like it is 
oh, fuck Harry who lifts him up like this. Yeah, like he, he's he hyper confident with the crane yeah, like when the situation calls for it. Oh well. Yeah, so um, the film is over now. Unfortunately, there's more film left, but this is the end of it. Um, so then everything is honky dory. Everything's the correct thing. What I was thinking is, why are there blonde twins? Yes, uh, that is <laughs> two girls so the drive film, up to them in a convertible. Yeah, so, so the go, film ends. Hey. They're walking across the street. Yeah, they're driving. They're walking across the street and going. We'll never let a woman come between us again. Yeah, we really learned something. And then. These two blonde twins drive up in a convertible and they're like, we're the Felcher twins. What's going on? And like, I wasn't sure if this was a thing I didn't remember from like Dumb and Dumber later on that was going to be a thing or what? Like, I have no idea. It comes so out of nowhere. It's unbelievable. Um, They do a really dumb bit about how both of them totally want to be with Harry and Lloyd. But then Harry and Lloyd fight over who gets which one, even though they're twins. And they both agree that one of them is secretly very ugly. And this takes forever. It takes so long. And they uh, throw a little more homophobia in. I missed one earlier. I'm sorry. I was overwhelmed. I must have forgot. But they... (laughs) Do drop an F slur here, and they dropped they one dropped earlier it a couple times as well. In the film, and I'm glad we just kind of skipped yeah. over that. Yeah, basically. I, yeah, it, it was. They're just dropped so casually and so. It it's is just, very like early 2000s movie in that way, where like they still set it in comedies and shit. Yeah, it it serves no purpose, but they do a whole thing with that, and then. The twins get mad and drive off. They spray Harry in mud as they peel out. Uh, Lloyd ducks behind him. And then here's the last uh, this is the laugh one part I had I actually about. laughed at the end of this film. Because again, yeah, Bob Saget carries hard here. Exactly. This is the second Bob Saget hard carry. Uh, Harry, covered in mud, runs out into the middle of the road. Bob Saget hits him with his car. And uh, Harry then is <laughs> spreading mud all over his car and Bob Saget runs out and goes, what is wrong with you? Why is it? What is it with you and fecal matter? What is wrong? Why there's poo everywhere. And the line that specifically made me laugh was in the most projected angry voice. Bob Saget could muster. There's poo all over my hood. And it got me. (laughs) Fair enough. Yeah. It's much, mainly much, that his... much in the same way, Joe Dirt, every time they say, I got the poo on me, it just like still gets, there's like an <laughs> elemental stupidity that just reaches out to me. And I'm like, all right, I'll laugh. Fine. Yeah. Again, he <laughs> I was don't just like that very I'm laughing, upset but I'll to do have it. to be on the shoot that day. And, and, and that is the joke that acting. ends the film. That is the joke that ends the film. And it is. It is the highlight of the film. And it is literally about Bob Saget yelling about poop being on something. Uh, there's then credits with really bad uh, outtakes and bloopers, including one of Brian Pesane and them at the gas station having another fight about being it and tag and stuff, which is where I surmise that there yep. definitely was there supposed was to be like more another material left on the cutting room floor here, yeah, which begs the question, the cut, but the fucking fantasy did and the montages and the montages. Yeah. Um, so I, I'm glad to say we did finish under the technical runtime of the film if we count credits. Yeah. Nice. Uh, what do we want to say about this piece of shit? There's Can like- I just say that I didn't laugh a single time? And I think it's not because there weren't some things to genuinely chuckle about. It's just that like 
there was so much that wasn't funny that even the bits that were or could have been funny were just drowned by this the film unfunny. is exhausting yeah I could not mm-hmm. laugh at anything that even might actually be funny because there were 99 jokes around it that were so unfunny I was just incapable of laughing at any point in mm-hmm. this film it drained me yeah there was definitely a part of me that turned off my brain and just kind of let it happen around me because if I tried to engage with it directly, it would just, just make me so it's mad. It's like, I don't know it's, what even you can deconstruct about this film. Like the other three films obviously had flaws and we discussed them, but this one is like, it is exactly what it is. And there's yeah. really nothing else to talk to be about. This. I mean, I guess on that level, it achieved what it set out to be. Yeah. <laughs> it had a clear vision. <laughs> Making some of the worst jokes I've ever seen on film. Yeah, like, I, I guess the big thing about this is, like, whether you hate this or funny people more kind of comes down to, like, do you hate bad highbrow comedy or bad lowbrow comedy more? Like, I know that they... Judd Apatow tries to pretend that he can do lowbrow comedy by making his actors talk about their dicks all the time, but, like... It's very much meant to be this it's comedians to be are the true philosophers of the world kind of shit. And it doesn't land yeah. even slightly and it's horrible. Versus this where it's just like, yup, we're going to make a bunch of poo and fart jokes and we're not going to say the R slur. But only because that would kind of ruin the joke of the films. Kind yeah. of humor. I, I f- like trying to get angry at this film, like it's it's easy to get angry at this film because of all of like the missed jokes and all the offensive shit that's in there. But like at some level, funny people had more of a standard to live up to than this sure. film. Sure, right. And so you I might be the, expecting a little more from a film like that. Yeah, and so like in in some way, even though like I didn't get nearly as offended by funny people, at least on you know a superficial kind of level, like it just did not deliver what it should have compared to this film. I mean, this film had me laugh once at Bob Saget yelling about poop. Funny people did not have me laugh at all. So what does that say about me? I don't know. <laughs> so, so what? Okay. Okay. Let, let's go around the horn. Uh, Kubo, you for first, uh, of all the movies we've watched for, for the finales, including Paul Bart one and two grownups, one and two sex in the city. One and two, uh, Master of Disguise, Ready Player One, Funny People. I should have had Ready Ride Wars, down. and Dumb and Dumberer. It's well okay. Done. I think I just remembered all of them. Okay. <laughs> the, uh, which one would you most likely watch uh, if you had to watch again, and which one would you least likely oh, uh, watch again? That's tough. Oh God. I would say Funny People for least. I mean, I, I, wow. that's hard. Maybe it's so long, and I will grant that that is a huge consideration. Yeah, yeah, the fact that's that the movie why it's probably Sex in the through. City two for me. Like Sex in the City two, uh, to me is more like aggressively in my shit uh, with how bad it is, and it is also literally the exact same length as Funny People. So oh, like, yeah, yeah, Sex in the City two like was awful in in all regards, but like. I didn't hate the characters as much as Adam Sandler's character in that film. And Which plus, is incredible, sure. considering how eminently hateable everybody yes. in Second yeah, City like, 2 is. I'm just yeah. thinking about, like, I mean, aside from the fact that funny people ended halfway through that movie, and then there was a second movie added onto it. Yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, like, they're supposed to be going for something, and, like, I've never seen a movie fail to deliver so much on, like, the one core conceit of its plot. Yeah. 
at least with like Sex in the City, I know that I'm going to see these four vapid people just walk around and be culturally insensitive someplace because that's just what the movie is. But like funny people was supposed to be like, here is a comedian But that isn't what dying. you should have expected. No, 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 bullshit, 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 bullshit. Sex in the City, if you had been coming from the shows I and not, like though. the shows in the books, even if they were pretty bad, I know, but I'm saying like you, you can't pull that relevant context because like that's what people were expecting from it, right? Like if we're talking about expectations, people were expecting something in the same vein as Sex in the City, the yeah. show, but adapted to film and it's it's not that. It yeah. fails to Especially deliver on that fucking one. spectacularly. Yeah, yeah, the, the yeah first like one both is of that, them. Is that for me? Like I expected it to be just kind of a bad generic rom-com and I don't think I've ever been angrier at a film in my life for one. <laughs> Because of all of its endless, like, super sexist subversions yes. of the message of the original series? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I say, like, I understand what you're saying, and I agree with you, yes. but, like, I've just never seen the series. So I guess in that regard, like, oh, it doesn't sure. make a difference for me. <laughs> You've you know? got some resistance uh, yeah. to frenzy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just saying, like, there, there is, it, as far as, like, that kind of like idea of it misses what it's supposed to do sex in the city Two also spectacularly does that i just wanted to make sure that's mm. like on the table <laughs> like it, it does explicitly do that too yeah so i um, guess the best one fuck uh yeah this is no, the hard part luck. oh serene what is yours by the way my worst one uh well yeah. i've can i say sex in the city one has like a place in my heart for making me the angriest but i think overall worst i've been debating about this for the last four days in my head whether I hate funny people or Dumb and Dumber or more. So the thing is, like, both of them, both of them blasted me. I was just laid out on the couch after both of them for like until until we went to bed at night. I was just I was unable to do anything after those films. I was just so exhausted, and so I was like, I think Funny People is the worst film a little bit, but Dumb and Dumber managed to do that to me in an hour less time. So like, <laughs> so what you're We're saying is Dumb and Dumber's Dumb and Dumber's psychic DPS is outrageously right, high. Right. Yes, <laughs> it really was. It. I was like, okay, I was almost as utterly shattered after Dumb and Dumber, and it was a full hour left. It took funny people two and a half hours to do that to me. And Dumb and Dumber did it in an hour and a half. So I yeah. think I think I have to give the edge to Dumb and Dumber. Or I think it's the worst I I do. <laughs> I, I think on its merits, it's actually not quite as bad as funny people, but like how it made me feel was worse in a shorter time. So, because I honestly thought it's an hour shorter, you know, how automatically, automatically yeah. it wins, right? Bride Wars was only an hour and a half, and that was bad but bearable, but this destroyed yeah. me. Bright. Bride Wars was like watching a really bad Hallmark movie that yeah. inexplicably got on yep. the big screen. Got it was real like money. frustrating from, yeah, it was frustrating from like a damn it capitalism kind of way, mm. but not like from a, this writing makes me want to, uh, it die was tolerable. Way. Yeah. Yeah. It was short yeah. enough. Like it was tolerable enough for the short run time to make it work. Like, All right. Acceptable. Most likely to watch again. Um, I haven't actually given mine. <laughs> oh, yeah, sorry, sorry, go ahead. Divorced, yeah, sorry, sorry. Divorced. So, like, I, I do think it probably is funny people, but I do okay, want yeah. to... I thought you said funny people, my bad, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine, but I do want to give a special mention to Grown Ups 2, which might be the least movie movie <laughs> that I have ever seen. Yeah, fair, yeah. Like... Yeah. You know, and it is, like, Sex and the City 2 also suffers from is-not-a-movie-itis, but, like... 
Grown Ups 2, I don't think it even had a script or like a general like plot thesis the before they started too. shooting it. Sex in the City 2 is a story attempting to be told via a series of connected vignettes. Grown Ups 2 is a series of footage put together doing nothing. Yes. And um, there's like no, yeah, there's no through line to any of it. They're just, they just were at a location and they're like, let's film these dudes shooting the shit for five minutes. And Dumb and Dumber (laughs) is probably gets kind of close to that idea of it. But I really do feel like Grown Ups 2, like I cannot believe that was ever released in a theater legitimately. I mean, of the nine films, only one of them had Rob Schneider refuse to show up for a sequel. So (laughs) (laughs) this is true. Brutal. <laughs> you know, thinking about which movie I want to watch again, like it may be Ready Player One. As much as like I hate that movie so much, like it is just like turn your brain off, watch the pretty lights flash, and then you can just go about your day. Try not to think of it, or yeah. that would ruin it. I mean, Don't think I, for a second about Ready Player One. You just you start going down a rabbit hole of like ideas for what this world could have been in Ready Player One that it isn't. Yeah, that's true, though. That, I mean, especially, like, stupid nitpicky stuff like that, I'll get really upset over the plot holes because that movie has plot holes in it. Endless. Yeah. yeah. Yep. I guess it may be Bride Wars for the reasons you already stated. It's just a shitty Hallmark movie that got more money than it should have. And I've the watched a lot of shitty Hallmark horrible movies. horrible to sit through. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, for me, um, I actually... Strange pick. Uh, Paul Blart 1 might be my rewatch. Yeah, you didn't even th- watch it for the podcast. I know, I didn't. Yeah, I was thinking about Paul Blart would probably be like number three for me, the That's, original one, because that- it's just not hard. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I was going to say, I'm, I'm with Serene. It's, it's definitely it. Paul Blart you 1 have for seen me. It, which- yeah. I did see it. So, like, no, did I watch him in? Did I jump in in two? Or it was, was two, one? was the first, like, movie one that we did, yes. That two was, was the, the first time I you think were you on explicitly, the podcast. Yeah. yeah, you explicitly said, if I'm watching this shit, I'm on the podcast. And I said, fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I really was yeah. like, but You're you right. see that with Bride Wars again. Bride Wars is, like, pretty tolerable. It's, it's, let's not get it wrong. It's awful. It's shit. It's sex. It's horrible garbage. But compared to everything else, it's yeah. kind of tame. Yeah. But, like, Paul Blart 1 actually at least kind of has a plot and it yeah it's just it's die hard. not funny but it's, it's just die hard but bad and so i feel like it's probably what i would watch again out of everything we've mm-hmm, ever watched mm-hmm. yeah yeah say it again but you know <laughs> um i might say paul blart 2 because it is a kind of short But be fascinating in that, like, Spy Kids 2 kind of way where you know that there's absolutely no money in any of this, but there's also (laughs) some weird actors that you wouldn't really expect to be in there, and they're not funny funny, but it's like, oh, hey, it's that guy who appears in, like, every B film, or every D film, as the villain, sure. Now I'm kind of regretting we didn't get to watch Spy Kids 2, but... (laughs) Well, I, I also, I, I think I have to go with uh, Paul Blart 1 as well. Like, mm. it, it's it's breezy enough, and I think there's, like, a cultural zeitgeist behind it where I could at least, you know, have a good time making jokes about Paul Blart, especially now that I know the structure of Paul Blart quite intimately. Yes, remember the <laughs> um, funny parts, like, funny, acceptable parts of Paul Blart while really just thinking about the memes. 
Yeah, I could just, you know, like, I, I think I could shoot the shit with people in a way that's very entertaining and bounce off of Paul Blart. I don't think Paul Blart Mall Cop will ever be a good film or funny in and of itself, but I think it's bad in a way that's fascinating for comedians sure. to bounce off of and work with. So, sure. like, from that aspect, I think I have to give it to Paul Blart 1. Um, easy, easiest to just have Passover and probably, quote-unquote, like, best executed film probably is still Ready Player One, which is... Mainly just because it has so much money thrown at it. Yeah, yeah and, and there's Steven, money oozing it, it's off leagues it. It's above it's any of the Spielberg. other films Spielberg. in this entire... It's Spielberg. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Spielberg. Yeah, even if Spielberg is phoning it in, Spielberg phoning it in is still like better way better Paul than Park. any of the rest of this <laughs> yeah. shit. Yes. Yeah, it he's had, got people. Yeah. It had more production value than every other film. Yeah, the worst scene together. in Ready, the worst scene in Ready Player One was still a better shot scene in every regard than anything out of Grown Ups. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So. Well. So are we gonna uh, who 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 hits the worst? Actually, is it, <laughs> is it Vickis then? <laughs> And we're giving it to funny people. I like special mention for Dumb and Dumberer, but I, I, mean, I think Vic has destroyed us the most. Yeah, out of these four, yeah, funny people I hated the most. I think it's funny people. Yeah, like That's Dumb fair. and Dumberer. I, I will say I'm very proud of my 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 pivot there. Dude, like that you, was a good. I did not think anything was even gonna come close you, you got the to vote funny for people. Me, so. Yeah, because like, originally you did I was going to do Pixels, and then yeah, immediately after I just I watched Funny People, and I I won't I won't lie, my heart was so full of contempt that I knew I had to do something violent. <laughs> so I picked up and dumb Sometimes you just want to hurt people. Like I won't lie, after seeing you Funny hurt, People, you, that, you did this to funny. us, Becca. <laughs> He, want, he wanted to uh, punish you specifically. By, by, for what it's worth, by extension, you also made Slow Beef watch Sex in the City too, because I Excellent. did do a bet with him and make him lose and force him watch Sex in the City too. So Perfect. that also was born a little from that violence. So thank you for this energy. <laughs> <laughs> Funny people's an inspirational wow. film in that it inspires me to hurt someone. <laughs> inspires the women of Abu to do mm-hmm. fashion. Well, any other closing statements for, I guess, the podcast? Yeah, uh, you know, I've watching. had a lot of fun on this. Me too. Yeah, thanks for watching yeah. all 100 plus episodes, I think, at this point. Uh, Good lord. It, it's it's like eight seasons plus bonus stuff plus all that. Yeah, yeah, it's a lot. Also, hey, if a bunch of the old episodes didn't work for you, they just work now. Uh, literally over a six-minute gap of me deciding I was going to go in and manually fix everything by hand, it just started working again. And I'm so mad. I don't know what happened, but it allegedly works again. That's the power if, of software if, if, development. <laughs> Fuck me. If you go to the Castos pages, the stuff will be up there. Uh, apologies if you've tried to listen to older stuff and it didn't work before. It should be good now. Um, but yeah, it, this has been a good time. It's wild to think we started like six years ago. Yeah. Shout out to G up by the way for the first season. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. G up back in uh, Legend of the Galactic Heroes days. The the, the origin of the podcast. Back when I talked when, uh, for an hour and a half rambling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, where we somehow managed to burn through five episodes of the densest show we've ever covered yeah. in like 45 minutes. I don't know how much speed we were doing, but it must have been a lot. Hot dog. Yeah. Well, um, yeah. Hey, everybody. I guess we should go through and, you know, 
plug our content one last time. <laughs> that seems appropriate. I think we're allowed to do that. Yeah. We never do this. I think we get one. Sure hey, everybody. I'm Ty Tuesday. I stream over at twitch.tv slash Ty Tuesday pretty regularly. I do all sorts of variety content, all sorts of gaming stuff, making fun of YouTube food reviews, watching really bad clickbaity videos, all sorts of stuff. I, I'd love to see you there, et cetera, et cetera. That's all I got. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter, KeuvoSA. Uh, I have a secret stream. Follow the links in my bio to find it. Who knows what it Also, I have to shout out to the secret podcast area. sponsor, uh, Casper Mattresses, if you want a free mattress for 20%. <laughs> no, that's not real. We're not. We never got sponsored. Damn. Cradle Damn. to grave, baby. <laughs> Grassroots. <laughs> I tried. That makes it real art. Um, and then lastly, we are Vicus and Serene Dragon. Uh, we stream at twitchtv.vicus3. We are both on Twitter. I'm Vicus3. You're Serene. Serene Dragon3. Yep. There you go. That's me. Um, and we just, we're basically just variety streamers, all sorts of games, most days of the week. Yeah. So uh, if you've been here till the end, uh, thank you so much. I uh, thank you for listening. Uh, I am going to go do something that makes me not think about the film Dumb and Dumber uh, for a bit. I watched Knives Out the other. It's all right. It's out my brain already. (laughs) I watched Knives Out like a week ago. That film. Great film. Nothing else to say other than I really like that movie. (laughs) 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 Just want everyone to not worry about us. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, um, I guess not till next time, but this is just the last one. Uh, Space anime. (laughs) End of space anime.